This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, July 12th. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Long road for Biden competition actions. Dems seek to boost labor agencies and animal biotech reforms urged. Biden signs executive order. Will agencies deliver? President Biden's sweeping executive order pledges to address the corporate consolidation of the U.S. agribusiness that has long frustrated many farmers. But his administration still has a lot of work to do to deliver on this promised relief. Major aspects of the order simply require the USDA to consider issuing rules the department is already working on, including protection of livestock producers under the Packers and Stockyards Act. As expected, the order also directs USDA to consider issuing new rules defining when meat can bear product of USA labels so that consumers have accurate, transparent labels that enable them to choose products made here. And how it went over? Well, industry reaction has been mixed. American Farm Bureau Federation President Zippy Duvall said the order addresses several pressing issues for farmers. Duvall noted, quote, the continued rise in grocery store meat prices while ranchers struggle to break even on the cattle they raise and poultry farmers are locked into agreements with very little recourse if they're underpaid. It's time to get to the bottom of what's driving these imbalances, he said. But National Chicken Council President Mike Brown said his industry is, quote, one of the least consolidated in U.S. agriculture, and he called the order surprising, giving Biden's long history of support for the chicken industry. Now, looking ahead, Ag Secretary Vilsack promised swift action on Packers and Stockyards Act regulations, which could make them less vulnerable to bring rescinded by a subsequent administration. His previous effort to reform the treatment of livestock farmers didn't survive past the Obama administration. House appropriators seek major increase for worker protections. A fiscal 2022 appropriations bill for the Labor Department that the House Appropriations Committee released yesterday would provide major funding increases for the agencies that enforce worker protections. The Wage and Hour Division would get $300 million in FY22, a $54 million increase over this year, $24 million over what President Biden requested. The Occupational Safety and Health Administration would get $692 million, a $100 million increase over FY21, and $27 million more than the Biden proposed. The Labor, Health, and Human Services Appropriations Subcommittee will take up the bill today. House Appropriations Chairwoman Russa Delario, a Connecticut Democrat, says the bill will, quote, lift up struggling families, support the vulnerable, and help prepare our nation for future challenges. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Today's Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, a powerful advocate in Washington for farmers throughout the Midwest. Dairy farmers have always been leaders in caring for the environment, and they continue to lead in addressing changing climate conditions. We believe environmentally focused policies affecting agriculture should be guided by farmers, 
grounded in science, driven by the market, and sufficiently flexible to allow for innovation at the farm level. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Report. FDA, USDA should coordinate on biotech animal regs. FDA and USDA should develop a coordinated, streamlined, fact-based, and cost-effective assessment and approval process for gene-edited livestock. The American Association of Veterinary Medical Colleges and Association of Public and Land-Grant Universities said day, summarizing a report that resulted from an 18-month review. FDA's current regulatory framework for genetically modified animals, quote, is based on processes established for transgenic technologies which do not align well with the -the state-of-the-art gene editing technologies, the report says. Transgenic change involves introducing a gene from another organism. FDA currently regulates international genetic alterations as new animal drugs, a process that both the biotech and livestock industries have said is burdensome and unnecessary. The Trump administration proposed shifting regulatory responsibility to USDA, but the Biden administration reopened the comment period and has yet to take action on the issue. White House. Cybersecurity is long-term fight. President Biden raised the cybersecurity issue at a conversation with Russian President Vladimir Putin on Friday, but the White House emphasized that it will take a broad, sustained effort to protect U.S. infrastructure. This is more than just a conversation that's taking place between the two leaders, President Biden and President Putin. This is really about our own resilience as a nation in the face of these ransomware attacks and strengthening that, a senior administration official told reporters. The official went on, this is a broad campaign and won't have an immediate on-off effect like a light switch, but we're going to have to stay on top of this over a period of time and remain focused on it. Why it matters? Well, the JBS USA attack last month showed that the ag sector is at risk. China and South Korea helped push up U.S. meat export sales. U.S. export sales of beef and pork were particularly strong in the last days of June. Strong purchases by China and South Korea were big contributors, according to the latest USDA trade data. South Korean importers contracted to buy 10,400 metric tons of U.S. beef, nearly half the weekly total for June 25th to July 1st, and the Chinese purchased 16,300 tons of U.S. pork, the largest share of the weekly total of 43,800 tons. As to fiscal exports, the U.S. shipped 6,500 tons of pork and 3,200 tons of beef to China during the seven-day period. U.S. also exported 2,400 tons of pork and 4,700 tons of beef to South Korea. Mexico was the largest destination for U.S. pork, taking 13,000 tons. U.S. egg exporters benefit from Korean demand. South Korea is expanding its tariff rate quota for egg and egg product imports by 36,000 metric tons as demand continues to outpace supply, that according to the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. 
South Korea put a 50,000-ton TRQ in place in January to address supply shortages. The U.S. filled about 70% of imports, according to the FAS report, out of Seoul. The first TRQ expired at the end of June, and the new one started July 1. Korean egg producers were hit hard by high-path avian influenza in late 2020 and early 21, but the industry believes it will be back up to full laying capacity by the end of August. Farm policy vet Thyman joins new firm. Carla Thyman, former advisor to Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack, who was most recently at the Russell Group, is the newest partner of the Finsbury Glover Herring, where she will join the firm's food and ag practice. She was a senior policy advisor for Vilsack during the Obama administration and also was the chief of staff to then-Deputy Secretary Krista Hardin. Thyman also advised three Democratic chairs of the Senate Agriculture Committee, Tom Harkin of Iowa, Blanche Lincoln of Arkansas, Debbie Stabenow of Michigan. Here's today's He Said It. President Biden's competition executive order is the most substantial commitment to making our economy more competitive and efficient since President Teddy Roosevelt's trust-busting efforts 120 years ago. That Nebraska Farmers Union President John Hansen. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, July 12th. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.